1: Welcome, welcome, welcome. Happy to be here. Read my lips. Cool conversations, I just say, with hot creatives or hot conversations with cool creatives. I'm Radio Red. We are broadcasting live on Facebook. I'm waving my guests. I haven't introduced them yet. Wave to the Facebook crowd. Darius and Rob, I have to do a shout out to Jennifer Ewald, who was supposed to join us, but internet connections sometimes interfere, so we'll get her on hopefully next week on the show. And before I do get my guests to introduce themselves, we're going to have a really good show today, I want the both of you, please, Rob and Darius, to say on the count of three with me, hello to LLL. You ready? One, two, three. One, two, three. Hello, Hello L, 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 L. -L -L -L. Darius took me exactly literally, and I forgot the two. Hello to L, L, L. Thank you, Darius. You got me on that. L, L, L is lovely, lanky, Laura Legs, our most loyal listener. She's in (laughs) Whitestone, Long Island, and I'm taking up a fake GoFundMe to move her to London because we need her finally to be lovely, lanky, Laura Legs, our most loyal listener in London. That just makes more sense. Right, Darius? That's the way we're (laughs) going to. Eventually, we'll get her there. So thank you. I have two very interesting gentlemen on the show with me today. And as I said, again, Jennifer Ewald is unable to join us. She's the founder and director of The Farm Ed. It's a 501c3 donkey and horse rescue talk about creativity. So we'll get to talk to her next week. But on my show today, we have Darius Alexander Ross. Darius, you can wave hello. He has an interesting journey from inner city poverty and violence to create a lucrative real estate business. And he became a philanthropist and a social activist on many different issues. Darius, welcome. Very happy to have you here.
2: Pleasure, Ed. Happy to be here. Appreciate it. Thank
1: you. And I met you at the Publicity Summit a couple months ago. You've waited a long time to come on, and I appreciate your patience. So thank you. Thank you. you. And joining him today is somebody I met exactly 10 days ago at another, another virtual Publicity Summit. It's Rob. Rob, am I saying this right, Cornelis?
3: Excellent. Thanks, Red.
1: Oh, my pleasure. Rob Cornelis is the author of The Sales Game Changer, How to Become the Salesperson People Love. He's a sales coach for sports franchises, including, well, just a few, the NFL, the NBA, the MLB, the NHL, the MLS, the NCAA, and there's more that I can't even fit into the intro. Our topic today is finding your creativity North Star. And I hope that pleases you, Darius, and pleases you, Rob Cornelis, because I looked at your backgrounds, the two of you, what you've done, and I thought that, The North Star is something we want to, I believe, aspire to or we want to follow. But it's a personal thing, and it takes a while to discover it. So let's go around the table. It's a small table today, but I'm very happy to have both of you here. Darius Alexander Ross. Should I just call you Darius or Mr. Ross? Who do you want to be?
2: Darius, perfect. Appreciate it. Darius
1: is perfect. My pleasure. I'm going to put you on full screen speaker view, Darius. Would you please give us... More information about what you do. Sounds like you've had an interesting journey. I know you're an author as well. So tell us a little more. Take about three minutes and introduce yourself to my audience, Darius Uh Welcome.
2: I'm Darius Ross. I'm a real estate developer, entrepreneur, and a real estate investor. My specialty now is getting off into construction and real estate acquisitions where I'm acquiring construction businesses around the country and preferably around the world to start taking advantage of what has happened during the whole COVID crisis and the need to do the rebuilding and the infrastructure throughout the world. Uh, One of my biggest things recently has been pushing the minimum wage up to the level of $15 an hour. And also trying to create more of the pre-K throughout the country as well as pushing for the lobbying of the estate tax where those of us that are privileged enough to be able to accomplish the American dream have the benefit of being able to give back through the estate tax and so forth. So that's been one of my biggest things. Currently now I'm pushing to create a multi-level conglomerate on a lot of different levels as far as real estate acquisitions, uh, multifamily construction, as well as infrastructure construction, probably to the tune of about $100 billion by the time I'm finished in the next 10 years. So that's kind of where I'm at.
1: Darius, I want you to talk a little bit about your background. I noted that you came from uh, an environment of poverty, of violence, of things that should not lead to who you are today, and you just dropped the word billion dollars, and that doesn't belong in the same sentence with, I grew up in poverty and violence. So, sir, would you please do me the honor of giving us a little more? How how did you go from from A to, to this zenith, I'll say, where you are right now? Talk to me.
2: I grew up in Chicago, which now has become Chirac, and unfortunately speaking, one of the things that uh, has happened there is there's been about 10,000 murders of young people between the ages of uh, probably zero now and 18, and it felt very privileged to get out of the area because at the time, when you know growing up there, it was not as violent, but during the 80s and the crack epidemic and so forth, created all this violence. And so now we have a city that's under siege where it's just like every single day there's murders multiple murders per day. Even the police are afraid. So growing up in that environment, I got the uh, opportunity to turn around be involved with a program called Chicago United, which were business leaders like myself that actually embraced young people from the inner city and brought us downtown Chicago to embrace us into corporate America and therefore give us a different level and understanding of how corporations and how that lifestyle would lead to very productive lifestyles. So that changed my whole, you know, concept as well as I went to a seminary, So between that and the urban environment slash going to corporate America, changed my whole dynamics, which led to getting into corporate America.
1: Thank you very much. Very interesting journey. And we'll talk about how the word creativity blends into or features into what you have, where you've come from, where you're going to, where you are right now. Thank you, Darius. Pleasure to have you on. Rob Cornelis, it's your turn. Talk to us. Tell us a little bit about this, the sales coach for sports teams. (laughs) How did you get there? Let's hear the journey.
3: Well, um, I, I started my career in Los Angeles uh, and kind of like Darius, uh, I, it was kind of not the most friendly part of Los Angeles. It was South Central L.A. in the 1990s, early 90s. In fact, I, I started my career about the time of the L.A. riots and uh, not that I want to dwell on that, but. I have a lot of um, empathy and even sympathy for what Darius was just describing. So I can't wait to hear more about his story. But my job in South Central LA was working for um, a sports team that nobody liked and uh, very few people loved. And, in fact, uh, very few people even knew about it. It's called the L.A. Clippers basketball team. Uh, this is, again, in the early 90s when Sports Illustrated called this the worst franchise in the history of sports. And uh, just to be clear, Red, that was not of the year or the season or the decade. They said the history of sports. So we're going all the way back to Athens. And uh, my my job was to try to convince people to come to Clippers games, you know, buy season tickets or bring their, bring their church group out, or what have you, and um, eventually I was able to find some success doing that, which seemed like kind of a tall order. And uh, I could, I could, you know, fib. And deceive people and tell them that this was the year and we're going to go all the way. But of course, that was never going to be the case. So I, I learned to sell a different way that um, was something I, I could go home every night and feel good about and not feel like I had to take a shower after work. And as a result, I was able to set some sales records within the NBA. That uh, led to uh, some consulting business within that league. And then I started my own company and started working, as you said earlier, with with uh, sports teams all over the industry, not only in North America, but also overseas. And now Game Face, we've just celebrated our 26th year of business. So we our core business has been the sports and entertainment industry, working with about 300 franchises. Uh, but we also work with a number of companies in corporate America, what I would call normal businesses, small companies, startups, as well as enterprise companies that have very recognizable brands.
1: Well, thank you very much. The uh, the term game changers means a lot to me in my business radio life because I started what turned into a basically a thought leadership enterprise business strategy and technology franchise, if you will, 10 years ago, and I have created... 48 radio series under that banner for one of the biggest business software companies in the world. So when I saw that you had Game Changers and Game Face, we're not going to talk about it more specifically, but I I think you know where to find me. Thank you very much, both of you. Let me ask you a question. I titled this Finding Your Creativity North Star. Darius, does that resonate with you? I didn't consult with the two of you on Should I Talk About North Star, but I'm going to. So Darius, does that mean something to you, the two words creativity and the term North Star put together? What do you think?
2: Absolutely. Particularly speaking, it's interesting that as a distant relative, I have Harriet Tubman as a distant relative. Her husband was a great, great uncle of mine. So that North Star rings a bell because that's what she used, the North Star, as a way to lead the slaves through the Underground Railroad system. So very much so. And more importantly speaking, just every single day growing up when you're looking at this violence and you're looking at there's got to be a way out. So imagination and fantasy was the only way out. Do you
1: consider yourself a creative person, Darius Ross?
2: Oh, absolutely. You know, there was no way to think anything other than, you know, change. I mean, my biggest thing was I was creating, if you want to call it architecture, six years old, I'm taking boxes and building a serious tower because I could see it out my window. So that's how creative I was. Popsicle sticks as antennas.
1: I love it. I love mm-hmm. it. Thank you. I did see, this is stuff that doesn't go in a bio, does it, Darius? Mm-hmm. This doesn't say no. look what he was doing. Ask him what he was doing at six years old. That's no. why that's why this is what look at my banner here. Cool conversations with creatives. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm looking for is who are you? How did you get here? How do you mm-hmm. think? and how and I'm not going to make this big banner. Oh we want to inspire people. I want to have a fun conversation with both of you and talk about what you do. And maybe people will be inspired or maybe let's say. Hey, that was really cool. Now I know something I didn't know. Or maybe they'll say, well, maybe I should tell my kids to get some boxes and popsicle sticks and go build a Sears Tower and we'll put a picture of it outside the window. So there you go. Rob, North Star, what does that mean to you? If anything, you won't insult me if you say, "Red, why'd you call the show that? So talk to me. It doesn't mean anything. And do you consider yourself, I'm a creative person (laughs) today? Rob, what do you think?
3: Well, uh, North Star to me means that, you know, it's, it's the end goal, right? It's the constant compass that I'm trying to stay in, in line with. Uh, and I think we have to have that. Otherwise, without that North Star, creativity, I think, can get a little messy. And if it's really without direction or purpose, um it's just we're kind of flailing out there so if i can have a north star that goal that objective that i'm trying to accomplish in order to get there it's it's rarely a straight line it's a creative curvy line and with a lot of detours, a lot of off ramps, some on ramps, uh, sometimes some dead ends, but creativity is what helps you back up, start over, uh, you know, recalibrate, pivot, as we say. So, yeah, North Star is the goal and creativity is the vehicle to get there.
1: Thank you. And by the way, you mentioned the word pivot Uh, on my business shows. As on the show, I asked my guest to send me a quote from a fictional character from a movie or a TV show or a song quote. And somebody recently quoted Ross from Friends, where he's trying to move the couch up the stairs into the apartment, and it's not going so well. And I I think it was episode 82 or 182. I don't remember. I did the research, but it was a couple of weeks ago. And he's saying to them, pivot, pivot, pivot. (laughs) (laughs) And that re- reminds me, these, these quotes stick in my mind. Thank you very much, both of you. To me, North Star is why you get up in the morning and what's guiding you. And, and I love the way you, you said it's cur, it's a curvy path it is. I started out being very shy, <laughs> very shy in life. Even though I played the piano at my sixth grade graduation, I consider myself shy. Even though I was the girls' chorus accompanist at Bayside High, and I remember playing Little Drummer Boy at the Christmas concert. <laughs> <laughs> yes, those chords were very important to me. But the point was, later on, I became intensively shy and didn't want to be out in public. So radio, to me, when I had my awakening, I'm was a. I'm considered Darius. I'm I don't know if you know this, and Rob May, I'm considered an early woman in tech because my first Mm -hmm. job in my late 20s, I became a computer programmer analyst where I was coding using a key punch, right? in the uh-huh. 1930s on a mainframe that was as big as a friggin' wow. warehouse, and it was yep. a Z- Xerox Sigma 6 CP5, and when I mm-hmm. was training, I had to stand on a step stool to put the disc pack in the disc drive. The disc pack was this big, and mm-hmm. had a handle on it. And wow. then I graduated to another company with an IBM 4341, and I was coding <laughs> in PL1, and I was running a whole system for, for the state of Oregon at one point, with wow. just two years out of, out of training, with a psychology degree that I never did anything with because I got divorced in between and I needed a quick job. So I decided, well, I'll go into computers. And I loved it. But people don't think, and and I'm talking to the STEM people out there, people don't think that those sciences are creative, but they are. And there's nothing to me more creative then taking a blank piece of paper and having somebody call me up and say, okay, draw a line across the top or a line across the side. Here's what the report heading's gonna be. These are the columns. This is what you have to calculate. This is the results of what's in the report. Now go do the code. And you start with a blank piece of paper, if you will, tabula rasa. What we some people say we were born with an empty brain and what happens after that, right? It's a clean slate. And I had to design a program in whatever language I was coding. Nobody else in the world would have written the program exactly the way I did. Right, Darius? Mm, right, Rob? That's right. It that's was right. my creativity. People say, Well, you're in science, you're in STEM. How, what is your creativity? Well, hell, you know, you get to pick <laughs> what you call things and the fields and the variables and how far how how you go in your top-down structure. I'm remembering. I still have a cobalt silver covered cobalt book, and I still have green bar paper wow. with the court dumps. Yes. I was asked mm. to be the the, the oh. kickoff speaker for the um Women in Big Data organization on March 8th of this year for International Women's Day. And I was talking to very young women who never heard of a key punch machine <laughs> and didn't know what green bar paper was. Come on, what's that? Yes, people still use it. Anyway, I, I'm off on a tangent here. I want to give a little, <laughs> little bit of level setting here. You are listening to us. Either you're watching us on Facebook, hello again, Facebook, or you're listening to us on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Shout out to Ryan Treasure, who is the voice of the introduction to my show And a shout out to Josh, who is our engineer tonight. It is Monday, October 11th, and I will give you what you need to know to go forward in your life. Today is the 284th day of the Gregorian calendar. Darius, are we grateful to Gregory for his calendar? Yes or Absolutely. no? Absolutely. Absolutely. Rob, Rob, you want to say thank you to Greg, Greggy, or Gregor? whatever.
3: Thumbs up, Greg. Thanks. I,
1: I think so. There are 81 yeah, yeah. days left in 2021. We never thought we'd get through 2020, and here we are lurching toward the end of 2021. This is the 40th Monday of the year. I'm the only one who cares about that. I think mm-hmm. we're still in the Western Zodiac of Virgo. But the reason I mentioned 81 days left is because I think we're all going to be celebrating something big personally or globally when we get to December 31st, and hopefully it'll be better news for the world, right? Hopefully people will be not getting sick as much, and we will not have as many closures, and we will be safer. So if you want something special to drink, to imbibe on New Year's Eve, get to a liquor store or start brewing your Kahlua in the garage (laughs) sink or... Start a still in the backyard, make your own whiskey, bootleg, whatever it is. But you got to start now because 81 days, that means people are, am I right, Derek? People are going to buy. So I don't care whether you drink soda, whether you drink punch. People are going to be buying off the shelves 81 days. It's time to start celebrating planning for New Year's Eve. We'll leave it at that. So now let's do a little bit of, oh, my goodness. I have some famous birthdays here. I just like to take Both of you through those. And just raise your hand if you know who these people are. I only pick the names of people I recognize. Cardi B, famous rapper. Everybody knows Cardi B. Happy birthday. Cardi B is all of 28. Can you imagine having that kind of success at 28? Can you even imagine it? Joan Cusack, very popular actress. Mm -hmm. 58 Mm -hmm. today. Joan, happy birthday. Jane Krakowski, actress from 30 Rock. She's all of 52. Mm -hmm. How about Daryl Hall? from Notes, he's 74 years old and by the way he is on a record of I Can't Go For That with CeeLo Green. That is unbelievable. Yeah. And I've yeah. been drumming over that track. I'm a drummer too. And I have to tell you, it's a wonderful track. So Daryl Hall, thank you for still being around making music. Lenny James, actor. I saw him in Line of Duty. He's 55. Very mm-hmm. powerful man. He's a man of color. Very strong actor. And he played he played a, a cop who was... Uh, Shall we say not a good cop at, at some point, but somebody had threatened him or bribed him or something. But he was powerful in this show, Line of Duty. Very serious British. I have BritBox. I have Acorn TV. Every time they say do you want to watch a show, you know, okay, right. It's another five ninety nine a month, another seven ninety nine a month, another eight ninety nine a month, another twelve ninety nine a month. I give up. I just pay the bill. I love my shows. Then we have Constance Zimmer, who is an adorable little brunette. I don't know what she's in, but she's in a lot of movies and TV shows. She's 50. Here's one of my favorite actors. Did anybody see the show White Collar? Mm-hmm. About white collar. Cra- mm-hmm. Matt Bomer. Is 43 years old. He played the con artist and thief, Neil Caffrey, Darius, who was the star of White Collar. And that yeah, was some—and I think one of his partners in crime on that was Willie, uh, Willie Garson, who just passed away last yeah. week. There were a lot of yeah. accolades to him. And if anybody—talk about education, gentlemen. This is important to all of us. Sal Khan, the founder of the Khan Academy, who offers free online education. He was just interviewed, not about his birthday, but about something else on one of the major morning shows. Sal Khan is 44 today. So happy birthday to Sal Khan. And thanks for your efforts to bring good education to a lot of people. Now, I have a couple more birthdays, and these are people I've never heard of, but I want us all to say a group happy birthday. So we have somebody who's a YouTube star named Saberspark. That's one word. Saberspark. like that, Darius? <laughs> I thought that was really just one capital S, Saberspark, one word, 32. Then we have somebody called It's Savage, or maybe it's IT mm-hmm. Savage, TikTok. Savage. Yeah. Okay, you know Savage. Okay. Then we have somebody named Mystic27. Are you loving yeah. these names, Rob? Yeah. <laughs> I find these every week. People, I, and then we have one called Socks41 with the numeral yeah. one. That's, Darius, how come you know all these people on
2: YouTube? Kids are watching them. Oh, well, I'm glad I'm
1: mean, Then we have, this is was a shock to me, there's a YouTube star, 17 years old today, named Lady Diana. That really, really surprised me. I don't even want to go there. But then there's one called Power DF, 22 years old YouTube star. Happy birthday to all of you people I've never heard of, and I like your very creative names. Speaking of creativity, I want to read a little quote to both of you. I try to get this in on all my shows. Here's a quote from an article in the Washington Post from July of this year. Breaking news, I still think it's breaking news, creativity may be the key to healthy aging. Listen up. Online research suggests that creativity may be key to healthy aging. Studies show that participating in activities such as singing, theater performance, visual artistry could support the well-being of older adults, and that creativity, which is related to the personality trait of openness, can lead to greater longevity. Do you consider yourself to have an openness type of personality, Darius Ross? Absolutely. Yeah, Very much so. I think I do too. Rob, you feel the same way? Openness.
3: Yeah, but I think it gets to be harder sometimes as you get older because you become more concerned with reputation, legacy, how people view you. Perhaps I—I um, I, I mean, that's certainly true for young people today. But I, I also think that um, we just get we just get a little more guarded and insular as we get older um, because maybe. Uh, maybe more private is the word. So, but openness, I I love that. I love that consideration that openness is really, would you say it was the, it was a part of creativity?
1: Openness is it's, they said creativity, which is related to the personality trait of openness can lead to greater longevity. Maybe that's singing, singing off key, dancing off beat. (laughs) Maybe it's just saying, this is what I want to do. Maybe well, like at at a,
3: At a family gathering, the the young kids are more likely to do that than the old people, right? (laughs) The young kids, they'll dance around, they'll sing. But the the old folks like us, we tend to just sit and just smile a lot. Hold hold,
1: hold. on. Darius (laughs) did... I need a witness, Darius. Did you just hear him say the old folks like us? Did oh
3: yeah, you? oh yeah.
1: Rob, you are going to take that back? I'm going to throw you off the show. Did you do? I take
3: that back. My mic went mute just for a moment. I said older folks like us, not old. Folks.
1: Okay, older than the babies at That's the right. family party. That's what I'm I meant. I knew it. I knew it. Let uh, me read a little more. Author and Georgetown University psychiatrist Norman Rosenthal defines being creative as. Having the ability to make unexpected connections, either to see commonplace things in new ways, or unusual things that escape the attention of others and realize their importance. Does that resonate with you, Darius? Putting things together and Rob? I
3: think so. It, uh, yes, very it much. Does
1: so. To me. And I'll give you an example in a second. And one more quote here. James C. Kaufman teaches an introduction to creativity course at the University of Connecticut, UConn. He believes anyone can be creative. <laughs> he says creativity can be cultivated by following passions, both old and new. And here's the advice. Listen up. Try not to compare yourself to genius creators or be so focused on the outcome that the process stops being fun. So we've introduced the concept of fun. We've introduced the concept of don't hold yourself up to the standard of genius creators. And I could say that we have two, oh my goodness, we have two genius creators with us today, Darius Ross. I've just put you in the echelon of a genius creator. Are you flattered or you accept that Darius?
2: <laughs> I'll work with it. I'll work with it. <laughs> I'll work with it.
1: Rob Cornelis, will you accept genius creator? Uh,
3: uh, well, I'll, I'll accept it uh, humbly. Thank you. Uh, you're, I'll, you're, I'll do my best to live up to it.
1: You're very, very welcome. So let's go to, I've asked you both to send me before the show, a favorite quote And I've looked up the quotes to have a little bit of background on them. I'm going to read the quote with a little bit of trivia and ask you to tell me why it's your favorite quote. And then we'll go through some of your creativity statements. And then we're going to go through the, (coughs) there are some national holidays happening this week that I guarantee the two of you have never heard of. But they're in the national holiday list, and I use that, and a lot of people do. So we're just going to go with do you celebrate or not, and then we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about your work. So Darius Ross, the quote you sent to me is from William Leonard Roberts, young, born in 1976. That's a baby, okay? Professionally known as Rick Ross, is an American rapper, songwriter, entrepreneur, and record executive. And the quote is from a song, Every Day I'm Hustlin'. Darius, how'd you pick this one?
2: Because at the end of the day, you know, when you grew up and you see what was considered hustlers as a bad word, and then when you really understand hustling can be a good word, because when you're grinding 24-7 to create an enterprise or an entrepreneurial endeavor like Rob's doing and so forth, and when you actually spend the time, you know, really 24-7 thinking about ways to be creative, to be innovative, to do some of the things that nobody else has done, to stretch the limits, that's hustling. And it's not a bad word. It's a good word.
1: I think that's true. I think it is. Rob, any reaction to the word hustling in a good way?
3: Well, as, as one who has been in the sales industry for many years, I appreciate that word. And I appreciate the way that Darius looks at it um, because I agree with him. I think historically it's, it's been tainted. But nowadays, if you're not a hustler, then people are walking over you. They're, they're passing you quickly. you got to hustle.
1: Interesting concept. There is a, um, I think there's an ad on one of the radio say, I listen to, you know, that woman who's got the thing on the wall. And if I say her name, she's going to talk to me. Got to be really careful. She's behind my green screen in the other room. (laughs) Got to be very careful. If anybody on a TV show says, Alexa, she talks to me while I'm watching TV. Very, got to be very careful. I heard an ad, something about getting jobs. We all all know the jobs report came out, and people say, oh, my God, not enough new jobs. But there are jobs out there, and there are jobs that people need to think about what they want to do with the jobs that are there. They want to upscale, uptrain. They want to go for higher-level jobs. Are we going to have machines replacing people? Big conversations, big debates going on. A lot of my business radio shows for several years now. But in this ad, they said, be the first one to get the best job. And I'm thinking if everybody subscribed to their service or bought their ad and everybody lined up for all of those best jobs, who, who, would everybody get a great job? Who would be the first one in line to get get this and beat the competition? Well, if everybody becomes the competition, I, I'm sorry, this has always, always bothered me. Um, I used to have a lot of self-help psychologists, self-help writers on my radio shows for years, and they would say, if you read my book, you can solve the problems in your relationship. And I always wondered, is there one enlightened person in a relationship whose responsibility is to Mm -hmm. say, hey, I read this book or I went to this therapist and listen to me, we're going to solve the problems because I know how Mm -hmm. to do it. What about Mm the other Darius, any reaction to that? What do you think about everybody lining up, everybody getting the app to be the best and, and solve the competition for that one best job? Who gets it if everybody knows about it?
2: See, the beautiful part about it is there's never going to be a situation like that. Because you have the have the have nots and those that want not. So the beautiful part about it is there's always going to be those of us that want to get it and those who want to work for us.
3: So it works out okay.
1: Oh, that's interesting. Rob Cornelis, mm-hmm. talk to me. What do you think? You, you agree th- disagree?
3: Go ahead. No, I agree. I, I'd like to extend that a little bit further. I have two okay. thoughts on it. First of all, I was always uh, taught when I was a young professional that the difference between successful and unsuccessful people is that the successful people will do the things the unsuccessful people either won't do or will wait for someone else to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and the second thought that comes to mind is a little acronym. And that is ask, A S C. So, what's gonna cause you to get the job over those other people in line? Attitude, skills, and creativity. So I've got, a, I've got a great story about creativity. Someone who was a, a salesperson who was trying to get the attention of a buyer that was very, very difficult to get a hold of, you know, call after call, email, texting, nothing was working. And eventually he sent this particular prospect a gigantic shoe in the mail in a, in a box. And when the prospect opened it up, there was this, a little note taped to the, to the shoe, which simply said, I figured this is my only way to get the, my foot in the door. And, uh, and so I went, he liked I it. it. Nice. He called the guy. They had a sale.
1: I love it. Yes. Surpri- the element of surprise, the element of thinking outside the shoebox.
3: Ooh, yeah. you like that <laughs> one? Yeah. And the
1: element of taking something literally and making it into something fun. Yes. Why not? Why can't, well, why can't sales be fun? Look, I've turned, my business radio shows are all fun. I ask my guests for, oh, I want to quote Einstein. I want to quote Churchill. I said, heck no. Give me a movie quote. Give me a song quote. The listeners don't want to hear 15 Churchill quotes that we've all proven he never said, for goodness sake. Tell me what you want. I don't watch movies that I watch TV. All right, I'll pick a quote for you. A few good men. You can't handle the truth. Wow, that's a really cool quote. Top Gun. I feel the need, the need for speed. You can apply that to any any business matter, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm in the business of helping people find quotes mm-hmm. that I that have to they have to pretend are their favorite quotes. Mm-hmm. I want to go to Rob Cornelis's quote you sent, and this is lovely. This is by Whitney Houston, her fourth studio album, The Late and Very Talented. My Love is Your Love is the album, and the track was certified platinum and became her third best selling single. And the <laughs> quote is if tomorrow, I'm gonna cry, Rob, don't don't ever <laughs> make the host cry. If tomorrow is judgment day and I'm standing on the front line and the Lord asked me what I did with my life, I will say, I spent it with you.
3: Oh, that's Mm -hmm. beautiful.
1: Rob, how'd Mm. you pick that? What does that have to do with creativity? Talk to me.
3: Well, first of all, I mean, just pay homage to Whitney Houston. I mean, who doesn't love Whitney Houston? So there's nothing that she ever did, um, no recording she ever made that I haven't loved. And I will admit, Red and, and Darius, I'm a bit of a romantic um, I think that's evident by the fact that I have the word love in, the, in my book title. So um, when when I first heard that lyric, and it's the first lyric of the song, um, not only did I love it because it surprised me, because usually when you talk about standing at the judgment, you know, judgment bar, it's like you're going to report on your your you know your sins or maybe that which you try to do well. Instead, she says, "What I'm going to report is basically who I spent my time with," you know. My, my spouse, my girlfriend, my boyfriend, my lover, what have you. So I love that thought because it kind of reminds me of my relationship I've had with my wife of 35 years. Um, and I also love it because we can expand it for those who may not have a partner right now, just the people that you spend your time with. That really defines who you are and that defines your choices in life. And hopefully that's the message you want to send to our maker.
1: Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Yes, there is a, a a romantic. I, I can't listen to certain songs, Rob, on Alexa or however without crying. There's a, a sense of the creativity of people who write beautiful lyrics that touch us, touch us, touch people like you and me. And Darius, are you a mush when it comes to romantic
2: songs? <laughs> oh, absolutely. I think Mary J. Blige was the one that did it for me with all the stuff that she used to put in there. When she was in pain, I was feeling her pain because I knew where she was at. Yep.
1: The one I don't get the pain is the Taylor Swift songs, but I hope I just didn't make a bunch of enemies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, we won't go there. Yeah, that's just too <laughs> literary for me. Let's do a couple of your creativity statements. We have time. I understand that Voice America just rebooted and I got a message from Josh that I will send them the audio from our recording from Vimeo and they'll piece it together. I think we're still still live. I know we're still live on Facebook and we're probably still live over the air. So, Darius, here's what your first Let's just make this real brief and go back and forth one from each of you. Darius's first creativity statement is, creativity means to me to push the limits of your imagination. How do you do that, Darius? Tell us.
2: You basically say to yourself that this is what I want to do. This is how I want to do it. And you set the bar and the measurement so high that even you yourself are afraid of even getting to that point of, I've done it. And once you get close enough to it, you keep on going because you realize that now I have reached the point that nobody else has gone outside of myself and now I can go further so it's like taking your mind to some place where you just can't even imagine.
1: Interesting. Let me go to one from Rob. Rob's first statement is, "And feel free to to talk about uh, to, with each other if you want to." Rob's first statement is, "Creativity is organizing that which is already there, but we're, we're, which remains hidden because of our insensitive state." Well, that's a packed pack statement, Rob. Talk to me. <laughs> Unpack it, please. Mm-hmm.
3: Well, I just think that I mean, we've all heard that there really is no new idea under the sun, um, and so I don't want to discount anyone who comes up with an idea. But I guess because I do believe in a higher being that um, allows us to to kind of unmask or take the cur- pull the curtain behind back from that which already exists. When those moments happen, that's when creativity really shines and even exposes itself. And when it's not happening, it's because I don't think we're being sensitive to that, which is around us. Um, you know, whether it's nature, whether it's people, whether it's music, uh, our sights and sounds, our senses. So when we've desensitized ourselves, I think our sensitivity also is sacrificed.
1: Thank you. Very interesting. I'm going to give you each a silly example of, of my brand of creativity. Uh we have two garbage cans, trash bins here. I don't know how you do it. I'm in Durham, North Carolina. One is green for the regular garbage, the trash, the mushy, stinky stuff. And the other one is blue, and is for recyclables, okay? So a friend of mine doesn't use the blue recyclable can, and he brought over these big columns. All I can think of is they're columns, and they're made out of some kind of a stucco-like material, not lightweight. One, Two of them were about three feet tall, and two of them were about five feet tall, almost as tall as me. And he said, can I put these in your blue garbage can, your recycle for next week? Do you mind if I, and I didn't have thrown out a lot of boxes or soda cans or whatever. So I said, sure. But I took a look at them and I said, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, what's going on here? These are interesting. They're about the opening, they're wide open and they're about, I'd say eight inches in diameter and they're columns and they're like straight up and down. I said, where'd you get these? He said, well, I had a bed years ago and these were columns at the corners of the bed. It was a canopy bed. (laughs) <laughs> really interesting. I said, you don't want them anyway? I said, no, they've been in my attic, been in my basement. I want to throw them out. Do you mind? And I said, yeah, I mind. We're bringing them out to my screen porch in the back. We're going to put some red masking tape around them and make a circle of red and then a circle of black tape. I'm going to take, I have a portable greenhouse on my back porch. We're going to take some plants from the greenhouse. I'm going to find a plant that doesn't fall through the opening of this eight or six inch opening, put it on top and stand those at the edge of the screen porch inside so that they can get the light and the rain when the rain comes in through the screen. And I'm going to put these four columns. And he said... He knows me better than to say, are you crazy? So he said, sure. <laughs> so we rolled these things out. They're heavy. They're really heavy. And we rolled them out, and we took the masking tape, and we laid them down in our lap. I have a porch swing. We lay them down carefully, and we rolled one line of red tape about an inch and a half th- uh, deep. And then we did one of black about three inches below it. We have set them up, and I found <laughs> four plants. Bless you. I found four plants that looked really nice, and they're now on my porch. So <laughs> I completely repurposed, recycled. Thank you. And that's the wow. silliest thing. And I just took one look and I said to myself, I know where those are going. They're, they're going on my porch. There was wow. no, no discussion. Is that crazy, Darius?
2: Come on. <laughs> nice. Weird.
1: Wait, thank you. Thank you. And it's just something, I, I don't know, it's just something that occurred to me when I looked at them. I said, there's a purpose for those in my life, on my porch, with my plans. I knew exactly where they had to go. It, there was no, oh, let me walk around the house and see what I want to do with them. It's like, I know where they're going, and it was that simple. It was really that simple. So I think that's thinking outside the box, Darius. I know you have a cough, so I'm gonna, I'm just going to. If you have to duck, it's fine. We're not hearing you cough, so it's fine. Rob, talk to me.
3: Well, I just, I love your example because it also demonstrates that creativity is not looking at the world or an object the way that the world might look at that object, right? You didn't, you didn't confine yourself to that. Well, I'll use the term the box. You saw a purpose for it that maybe it wasn't even intended for. But that's that's the definition of creativity, is seeing what other people can't see. So that's I just really admire that example.
1: Thank you. You're very sweet. And this goes, Darius, you okay? Darius, I, I have your statement, creativity statement number two, which explains what I did. Darius says creativity <laughs> means to stretch the boundaries of believability. Did I do that, Darius Ross? I said, you sure did. I did. Very I did. How did you? How did you know? Now I'm going to go to one more from Rob, and then we're going to do the uh, yes. Rob, you say I'm creative when my awareness awakes. How does it get awakened? What awareness? What are we talking about here, Rob?
3: Well, I think that the awareness is the key to art. I think awareness is the key to relationships. Uh, not not being you know wearing the blinders, but taking the blinders off, expanding your peripheral vision. And as you did, seeing something perhaps bigger and, and greater than it was intended or than, than the rest of the world sees it. So when I really am aware of other people, when I'm aware of things around me, I just think my creativity and my juices are, are flowing to a much greater degree.
1: Isn't that interesting? And when I moved in this house, by the way, I came from an apartment that was about 850 square feet uh, co-op in Great Neck, (laughs) Long Island, and I moved to a 2,200-square-foot house here in Durham. I'm supposed to be downsizing. I didn't get the message. So I upsized. I almost tripped. So I'm now in a three bedroom, two bath, full kitchen, living room, dining room, front office, two car garage, back porch, slope lawn in the back, full garden in the front, full driveway, sidewalk. Hey, I lived in an apartment for 32 years. I left to deal with any of this crap. So as soon as I moved in, I said to myself, I wanna paint. I wanna paint artistically paint on the walls of the garage. Not I want to paint the walls. I want to use it for an art studio. I didn't think anything about it. About six months later, I get this ad in the mail, of course, from Michaels, and they say, oh, we're having this art sale. Come to Michaels. It's five minutes away, okay, down Route 70, (laughs) Glenwood (laughs) Avenue. And they say, we have this whole art kit. It's like you can carry it in a portfolio bag like the artists do, you know, and it's a full-contained art. It's got Watercolor paints, it's got pencils, it's got colors, it's got some some canvases in it. It's got a book on different media, how to use them. So I bought it. I stuck it away for a year, put it in the closet. And one day I opened it up and I said, I think I want to paint. Not on the walls of the garage, I want to paint. So I took out some of these papers, these little canvas sheets. I started painting. I said, gee, that's fun. And the next thing I started <laughs> painting watercolors. And then I graduated to paint pouring acrylics and collages. And I started collecting the insides of cookie boxes. There's some nice foil in those. Or the the can of Le peas has some pretty little pictures of peas and some foil wrapper that's very sturdy. And I start collecting things. And I start making collages. And here we are, wow. a year and a half later, and I have 175 paintings. <laughs> and my garage is an art gallery. With paintings, I don't frame them, and they're anything from from sixteen by twenty to eighteen by twenty-four, twelve by twenty. They're on the small side, but they're campuses. Oh. My living room, my music room, where my drums are, all have paintings all over the house. I have, and I just embraced it. But when I moved in, I said. I see artwork in my garage. Why did I say that? I have no friggin' clue. But it was there. It was, it was the strangest thing. Anyway, I'm but I I'm digressing here. We have a few minutes left. I want to go through some national holidays. I'm guessing most of both of you and most of our listeners have never heard of most of these holidays. And we're going to see how you are participating or celebrating Darius and Rob or how you are not. So here we are, October eleventh, today happens to be Columbus Day. Um I, I heard that the Banks are closed, but I know the garbage service wasn't closed here, so I don't know <laughs> if it's considered a federal <laughs> holiday or not. They picked up around 5.30 this morning. Maybe they were off to go yeah. to a parade somewhere. So usually on a holiday, we skip a day, and then the stinky garbage stays outside till Tuesday. But what can I tell you? So it's federal holiday. Today is It's My Party Day, National Kick Butt Day. Wait for it. Sausage <laughs> Sausage Pizza Day. Darius, I hope you're – and Southern Food Heritage Day. So, Darius, which one would you like to celebrate all of them? Sausage Pizza, Southern Food Heritage, or Kick Butt Day, or It's My Party Day? What do you think, Darius? Rob, thinking pizza. about it. Sausage Pizza. Rob, what's your favorite day today of all the oh, holidays?
3: I like days? that one, Darius. You and I ought to have sausage pizzas sometime together. But I go. also like I, I like the Kick Butt Day. That's kind of fun. I haven't heard that <laughs> one.
1: Well, I have to tell you, do you remember Leslie Gore? It's my party and I'll try. Remember? I went to the same college Leslie Gore went to. It was an all-girls college, very elite, back in the day. And there were very few students. And it's still very alive. Well, it's co-ed, very famous college. I won't name it, but I saw Leslie Gore in the bookstore one day. I was not there when Yoko Ono went there. I was not there when Barbara Walters went there. But okay. a lot of famous people went there. And uh, the daughter of Stuart Alsop, the columnist, went. I think he picked her up in a helicopter on the weekends. It was a very elite girl's school. And I was just a nice girl, <laughs> nice girl from Douglaston, New York, whose dad had enough money to send her to a good school. So anyway, I saw Leslie go, hey, it's my party. Anyway, okay, here we go. Tuesday, tomorrow, October 12th, is National Face Your Fears Day. It's mm. also Farmer's Day in honor of Jennifer Ewald, who is was supposed to be on, the lady who helps donkeys and horses uh, okay. and, and helps get them adopted and, and saves them. It's also National Free Thought Day. It's Gumbo Day, and it's Pulled Pork Day. Okay, Darius, <laughs> I'm going to go with you first. Pulled Pork, Gumbo, Free Thought, Farmers, or Face Your Fears? What's your favorite one out of that batch?
2: Gumbo, oh. New Orleans, good southern boy.
1: OK, all right. And Rob, what do you think? Gumbo pulled pork, free thought farmers or to face your fear?
3: I would be eating the pulled pork while jumping out of an airplane because I want to oh. face my fears. want to face my was fears.
1: Good. That was good. You probably don't want the gumbo while you're facing your fears. No.
3: But actually, to- I, I have jumped out of an airplane and I'd love to do it again.
1: Really? Wow, interesting. I have all kinds of fears and I'm not ready to face them, but go ahead.
3: Well, I jumped out of an airplane because I, I fly commercial too often, if you know what I mean. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, you know, we, we need yeah. to do something around the world with angry people on planes. It's getting to be way, way too difficult. We need to do something about that. Anyway, we're yeah, that's an issue, maybe an activism issue somebody wants to take up. Wednesday is October 13th. Thank goodness it's not Friday the 13th. We have Emergency Nurses Day. I think we need to salute all the mm-hmm. nurses and the other medical frontline people who have helped during COVID crisis. It's National Fossil Day. If anybody calls me a fossil i <laughs> smack them. <laughs> it's National M M&M M Day. And it's this is for the ladies. It's no bra day. I'm not even gonna talk. Not all right. Stop leering the two of you. It's Stop Bullying Day. Now that's important. Stop bullying. So Fossil Day MM, we'll skip the no bra day. Stop bullying day. And it's transfer your money to your Sunday. What's interesting is that last week. We celebrated transfer money to your daughter, day, which I did. <laughs> <laughs> so, she needed a little help with something. I said, happy to help, kid. Here you go. It's your birthday present. It's your Hanukkah <laughs> present. It's your Valentine's <laughs> present. Don't ask me for a sweater or perfume. You got cash this year. Okay, we'll leave that one alone. But more important, here's on the food side, gentlemen. <laughs> it's National Yorkshire Pudding Day. Do you remember what Yorkshire pudding is, Darius or Rob? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Okay, well, you know, you put some pancake batter under a bat, under a hunk of burning, roasting meat, and you let it drip all over it, and you say, mmm, that's delicious, and it's a British tradition. We'll leave that one alone. <laughs> Thursday, Thursday, I don't think either of you are going to be celebrating this holiday. It's Be Bald and Be Free Day.
2: <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Okay, no. Got, oh,
1: almost got you on that. It's also National <laughs> Dessert Day. I don't think Yorkshire pudding is dessert. It's World Standards Day. And World Standards Day celebrates the awareness of the need for global standardization of products, which is supposed to impact the world economy in terms of what are the standards if you i guess if you have a toaster in london is it going to be equally as electrically healthy and safe as one in in des moines iowa as one in i don't know jakarta as one in i don't know anyway we're we're just going to leave that one alone friday is global hand washing day i think we've been doing a lot of that for the past yeah. year and a half what kind of songs do you sing rob when you got to do the 22nd hand wash are you a happy birthday boy
3: uh, I'm more of an ABC, and I sing it kind of fast.
1: <laughs> Darius, do you sing when you're doing the 20 seconds of hand washing?
3: Oh, yeah. 50 cents.
2: There you go. There you go. <laughs> it's
1: also National Aesthetician Day. And I have a hair appointment on Thursday, so I'll tell her that the next day is esthetician day. I consider hairdressers and colorists to be, yes, you have no Mm. idea what this red cost. I'm not even going to tell you. (laughs) It's national cheese curd day on Friday. It's national grouch day. Do you ever, are you ever a grouch, Darius Ross? You don't look like one, but you ever get.
3: Nah.
2: Nah. Stay cool.
1: What about you, Rob? Ever grouchy?
3: No, no. I, uh, I, I, I've always thought that that's the question. Speaking of Whitney Houston, that's the question I may be asked at the, uh, at, you know, at the pearly gates: is were you easy to love? And I want Aww. to be able to answer that question correctly. <laughs>
1: interesting. Interesting. Okay. Yes, Pearlie Gates. Okay. It's also, I love Lucy Day. Oh, who doesn't miss Lucy Ball? And what a history she had. And Ricky Ricardo, that was not a happy marriage. It was not a happy time. But she broke the ground in terms of studio shooting, in terms of live audiences, in terms of the speed, which which she could talk in the middle of a comedy routine with <laughs> Ethel Mertz. Wonderful. And it's also Mushroom Day. I will tell you that the soil in my front yard is conducive to all kinds <clears throat> of mushrooms. And not to be gross, but a year after I moved moved in, I had one day I had my office, I was broadcasting and a smell of chlorine was coming into the office. My office window faces the front yard, the front garden. And I could I could hardly breathe chlorine. I call one of my neighbors and she called one of her friends and she called one of and before I knew it, I had five women out front with with shovels and, and gloves on. And we discovered that there was something called the stinkhorn fungus growing in my front yard. And oh. the stinkhorn fungus emits the chlorine odor. To catch bugs it's sticky and they form various shapes that look like a part that's below the belt of men's clothing shall we say <laughs> it looks just like it in its various shapes and sizes and they come up in the morning and they go down at night. I'm, I'm not trying to be gross. And this went on for about two years and nobody on my block had it, but other people in the area had it. They told me. And you you just take a little shovel, and you dig it out, you put it in a plastic bag and you throw it in the garbage and hope the trash comes the next day. But then this year, the mushrooms in my front yard decided to become five inch in diameter, white and brown mushrooms that look like a... Mushroom you'd buy in the supermarket, except you don't want to go near these. And now there are bunches of them like little trees of mushroom, five or six or 10, Mm -hmm. piled on each other. Mm -hmm. And I read that sometimes when builders leave unused lumber and the ground is moist, and we're built on top of clay here, It can spawn mushrooms. They are not going away, but I've seen the metamorphosis of the type of mushrooms in my yard, front and back, in the past three and a half years. That's gross enough. We'll leave that there. So mushroom day, (laughs) I'll buy mine in the market, maybe, maybe not. (laughs) Maybe Bell's not in the front yard. Saturday is bridge day, dictionary day, global cat day, national bosses day. You work for yourself, right, Rob? I do. You gonna celebrate bosses Day for yourself? I'm the boss. I'm the greatest. Yes?
3: (laughs) Actually my wife's my wife's the boss. So
1: Oh, haven't heard that in a while. Darius, (laughs) you gonna celebrate National Boss's Day?
2: Every day. (laughs) I'm the boss of me.
1: Me too. It's National Fetch Day. I don't know whether that's for a dog. It's liqueur day. Ah, I have a little bit of creme de cassis here, and I'm nursing it—the little bit left. Not much of a drinker anymore. And it's Sweetest Day, and Sweetest Day, you're uh, supposed—Sweetest S W E E T E S T. You're supposed to share a kind thought, a small gift, or a gesture of kindness. So, Kindness Day. There we go. Sweet Day. Sunday is Black Poetry Day. It's National Edge Day. And Edge—does anybody know what National Edge Day is? Darius or Rob? This is good. No alcohol, no drugs, no tobacco. It's inspired by a subgenre of hardcore punk rockers. Hmm. No booze, no drugs, no alcohol, no okay. tobacco. It's just edge day. So in other words, live on the edge and no no help. Okay. It's <laughs> national. Here's one I like. Sunday, clean your virtual desktop day. I try to do that <laughs> once a week. It's pasta day. It's payback a friend day. It's wear something gaudy day. <laughs> I don't know. And it's World (laughs) Toy Camera Day. And apparently there are little toy cameras that kids are supposed to learn. It's also Mulligan Day. Do you both know what Mulligan is in golf? Yep. Okay, Darius, a Mulligan is after you have a bad shot on the golf course, you get a freebie. That's a Mulligan. So it's a do-over. I had to look it up too. So it's a do-over day, Mulligan Day. And then next Monday when I'll be in the air, but the day's almost over, it's National Chocolate Cupcake Day. I just had those for my birthday last week and they were so good. You freeze them and then you put them in the microwave for 10 seconds and they're delicious. And it's no beard day. Rod- Darius, you're not going to do that next month. No, 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 sorry.
3: No. I,
1: I didn't think so. Rob, no. ever had a beard?
3: Oh yeah. Yeah.
1: And where is it? <laughs>
3: It'll come back next vacation.
1: There you go. There you go. (laughs) Gentlemen, I've had such a good time speaking with you. I'm sorry Jennifer couldn't join us. And she just said she will be on next week. I had a cancellation just before we started. She said, sure. So we'll hope she has good connectivity. It happens. It was happening to me Early in the summer, it was crazy. You know, I would get a message that that Spectrum was down in the area two minutes after I did a live 57-minute business radio show, and the whole system went down in the whole neighborhood two minutes after I got on the air, off the air, seriously. 57 minutes off the air, and then everything went, no cell phones, no internet, no nothing. So it was just really touch and go. Yeah, I I live a charmed life. Anyway, let's give some (laughs) websites where people can find you. We've got three minutes left. So- Darius Ross, you're first. Where can people find you and learn more about you, Darius? It
2: is dariusaross.com. That site's going to be going up uh, live again, the second site, and it's then Darius Ross. And I have three others Darius Ross, the guru, and Darius Ross.Republican.
1: And Darius is D A R I U S R O S S. Okay, there you go. Rob Cornelis, where can people
3: find you? Thank you. It's at Game Face Inc. That's Game Face Inc.com. Okay, G A M
1: E F A C E I N C. Yes. Yes. Thank you. I like you. to spell websites. I really enjoy that. So I have some closing messages. I want to say thank you to Josh for being our engineer. I understand his system rebooted in the middle of the show when he lost about ten seconds. I will de- get the. I'll upload this to Hightail after uh, Zoom converts it, Josh, and I will send you the audio within the half hour after the show. And I want to make sure we got our closing remarks in here. So here are my closing words of wisdom or words to live by. Here we go, Robin Darius. Life is short. Break the rules. Forgive quickly. Kiss slowly. I will tell you that's the only way to kiss. Love truly. Laugh uncontrollably and never regret anything that made you smile. And there's more. Here we go, and this will resonate with both of you. Work like you don't need the money, even if you do. Try to be joyful about what you do and have meaning in what you do because it will make the days go by, and you will enjoy what you earn from it more. Dance like no one's watching. And back in the day when I was teaching disco and line dances, Everybody was watching. Everybody was watching. People would walk into a bank and say, I know those legs. It's her. And it was me. Sing like nobody's listening. I took singing lessons once. Nah, I turned to drums. You get the point there. Love like you've never been hurt because we all have. So get over it. Your heart will regenerate. Trust me. It will open up and allow you to love again in different ways. And they could be even more beautiful. Here we go. Money talks. Chocolate sings. Last but not least, and I stole this line from another host a couple of years ago, thank you for turning me on. Darius Ross, it's been a pleasure. Don't go away. We're going to take pictures. Rob Cornelis, thank you very much. Thank you to Voice America Empowerment. Thank you to Ryan Treasure. And Ryan is my birthday brother from another mother, and we celebrated last Thursday. So happy birthday again to Ryan and to Aaron, another engineer. His mom was had a birthday as well. So everybody wave goodbye. Bye-bye from Read My goodbye. Lips. Cool conversations with Crib. Don't go away, guys. Bye, Josh. Bye, Facebook. Bye-bye.
0: Thanks again for tuning in to Read My Lips Radio, presented by the Voice America Variety Channel. Tweet your questions and comments to radiored Radio Red 777. Join host, a.k.a. Radio Red, again next Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We wish you a positively cool, creative week. Listen to some of the world's top life coaches ready to share success tips and entrepreneurial guidance the voice America empowerment channel will do just that hear about personal growth building a better business inspirational life stories and personal branding you'll find it every day at voice America empowerment.com the voice America empowerment channel it's your world motivate change succeed.
3: Follow the Voice America Empowerment Channel on Twitter. You already know we're full of great ideas, and our hosts have plenty to say. We want to hear from you, too. Be sure to follow us at VA Empowerment and come.